Welcome to Lockdown Church again. Uh, we are continuing our series today on connection, where we are looking through the verse Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16 um, about connection, how we need to stay connected to one another and how we need to stay connected to Christ. Now I like riding my bicycle. I write, like riding my bicycle quite a lot. Um, I find it's a good way to exercise. I also find that I'm often close to God when I'm on my bicycle, spending the time praying and, and seeking Him. And um, But more than just riding my bicycle by myself, I like to ride my bicycle with my cycling mates. Now, cycling's a great way of forming connections in our community, not just in the church, in our workplace, but you know, in the, in the sporting sense as well. Uh, but also, when you're cycling with a group, it's actually a lot easier. Um, because what happens is the people at the front, they do all the work, they, they take the wind in their face and the people behind, um, it's a lot easier, up to 50% easier if you're in a big group. But even just with one other person, you know, you're, you're saving quite a lot if you're taking turns. Um, and so therefore, cycling in a group is, is much better. Um, but you'll find in any group is that sometimes there's people that'll do a whole lot of work and then there's others who will just stay at the back the whole time. Now, if someone's weaker for whatever reason, that's okay, but if they're just being lazy, it's not so good. And, and it's not just cycling you find that, you'll find it in other situations too. But anyway, the reason I like cycling with my mates and being connected with my cycling mates is because you can go faster and further for less effort, which is great. Um, but I think the connections we have with one another in the church, they're not like cycling. I think, I think a lot of us think, yes, yes, that's right, that's what the connection is and the church is like. You know, we can do more if we're together. Well, I don't think it is. You see, while I like my cycling mates, I don't need them. Last November, we had an elders retreat and it was up in Taupo and I said to the guys, tell you what, I'll meet you there. And so I got on my bike and started riding. There's a, there's a lot of uphill between here and Taupo, in case you're wondering. It was a wet, miserable day uh, and I got there um, and uh, didn't need my mates. And then we sought God for the direction of the church for two or three days and then on Tuesday I rode back again. I think the connection that we have with one another in the church is much more like another Olympic sport. Rowing. And not the, not the sculling type of rowing where you get an oar each side, no. The type of rowing where you've only got one oar. And you've got your thing to do, you've got to row. And this time, on my time, it's a left hand side. And then I'm relying on the person behind me who will have an oar on the other side. And then possibly up to eight people in the boat and we're all rowing in the same direction, in time with each other. And we're getting where we need to go really fast. But the thing is, if doesn't matter how good you are, how skilled you are, how hard you row by yourself. If you're trying to do it by yourself, 
you're just going to end up going round and round and round in circles. And you're probably also going to capsize because those racing boats are pretty narrow. So, you know, and I'm sure that's a connection that God wants us to have with one another in the church. You know, to get to where we're wanting to go, to get to where God's calling us to go, we need each other. It's not like cycling where well, I can just go by myself. Sure, I'll get there a bit slower and I'll get and I'll work a bit harder, but I'll still get there. No, with rowing and with the connection God's called us to in the church, we need each other. Gosh, I'm, I'm not going very far. This turtle pond is uh, its probably not the right place to, um, to row. Oh, shoot! Ephesians 4.16 says this, and this week I'm going to look at the New King James Version. Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the whole body, for edifying of itself in love. This is the scripture on connection that we are looking at over the five weeks or so. And I've got a tiny little bit in the middle of it. And that little bit, and I think God organized it this way. It was more or less we just divided it up. Well, Phil said he'll do these weeks and then I'll do this week and just happened that I got the bit that says what every joint supplies and it's probably good that that's the bit that I landed on because I'm a veterinarian so I know quite a bit about joints. Um, anyway, now if we look in Psalms it says this. Psalms 19.1 it says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. So what this means is if we look at the heavens, if we look at the skies, if we look at the creation, we look at earth, we can see the handiwork of God. But I think it's more than just the heavens and the earth, it's actually the whole of creation. So for example, if I was a botanist and I'm standing here on my garden around all these plants and I studied these plants, I would see something of the nature of God, something of the creative aspect of God in these plants. Again, if I was a microbiologist and looked at microscopes and look at cellular structure, I'd see something of the glory of God, you know, declaring God's handiwork in that. And, and likewise, if we look at a joint, at the structure and function of a joint, um, we would see something of God in that there. And would see something, and looking at the scripture, it's talking about a joint as connection. It's where two bones are connected together and this scripture is a metaphor saying well that how they are joined together is actually how we're supposed to live together how we're supposed to be joined together so let's let's look a little bit more about joints and see what we could learn about them and how we're supposed to relate to each other and connect with each other through the working of a joint so I'm now here with my cat, 
just to show you what joints do. Well, as you can see, joints cause our cat to be able to move, move, move the legs around. And if Shadow wasn't such a lazy cat, you'd also see that they help him to walk and to run and all that. But unfortunately, with this uh, this one here, I think just helps him to lie and to roll around. Maybe if there was food, he'd start running. But, uh, oh look, there's his, uh, his mouth joints working. Big yawn. Shadow, are you gonna run? Hey, come here, come. Very, very obedient cat. But it's a, joints basically allow us to move, allow us to be flexible. Having given up on my cat, I've now come out to the swing where Fiona is busy swinging back and forward and as you can see the joints in her body and that enable her to be able to go backwards and forward on the swing but you might notice something else where she comes and she crashes into the tree with her legs um, her joints are also helping her to absorb some of that impact and if you think a joint is where two solid objects meet together and, and often with a reasonable force so it's not always the most comfortable environment in, in a joint um, but if we can look at the function of it and look at the Bible too to say hey how can we connect together and what can be a high pressure situation and still be able to function well. So here we have a joint and we're going to keep it quite simple today we're just going to look at three of the really key aspects of a joint we're going to look at the fluid on the middle of the joint which lubricates everything keeps things going smoothly we're going to look at the articular cartilage which helps to absorb that pressure and finally we're going to look at the ligaments which help to hold everything together tight. So let's start by looking at joint fluid. Now what joint fluid does is it lubricates the whole system. It means that where there's movement, it's, it's smooth. Um, and that things there's not friction that things can flow smoothly and and I'm just thinking well what about the connection between us what would the joint fluid be and the connection between us and the church and and I'm just thinking about it and, and something that Phil uh, brought up he we didn't actually look at these scriptures in the first week we were doing this series but he mentioned them and this is Philippians chapter 2 and talking about humility because I honestly believe that humility is the joint fluid it's a it's what lubricates the system it helps us to live together well so let's read Philippians chapter 2 um, starting from verse 3 let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in loneliness of mind let each esteem each other as himself let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So what it's saying is that, hey, we need to consider others and all that we do. We need to not just be looking out for ourselves, but we've got to look at how others look at, you know, what's it like to be in that other person's shoes? We need to consider them and what we do. Let's read on a bit more. 
let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being made in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and becoming in the likeness of man, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above all uh, every other name. So if you're wondering why we should be humble, why we should consider others um, as equal or if not better than ourselves, well it's just here, it's because Jesus did. Jesus did it first, he humbled himself to be on the cross. So you know, if there's someone you're thinking there's a, there's a little bit of friction with, maybe in the church or even other circumstances, well, hey, humble themselves. Hey, consider the fact that, hey, maybe they're in the right and, and you're in the wrong. So humility, as far as I can see, is the joint fluid that, that just helps lubricate the system, that helps us stay connected and to stay connected well, um, that we're not... Um, causing friction with each other so yeah be humble so next we want to look at articular cartilage now that's the cartilage on the end of the bones and its function among other things is to absorb the shock you know as someone's running along or as a horse is galloping you know 500 kilos bang 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 each time that they're galloping along yet yet it can handle it well um, and why is that? Well, as I was looking into joints and looking into articular cartilage, I discovered something. That when this cartilage is compressed, it actually releases more fluid. And that more fluid helps to cushion the blow and it helps to further lubricate everything. So I was thinking, when we come to be connected to each other, What's the equivalent of the cartilage that's going to hold us together, which is going to keep us joined together well? And I can't get past that it's forgiveness. It's forgiveness, that we need to be able to forgive each other. And um, just reading the words of Jesus, and there's many words of Jesus about forgiveness, but I'm going to look at Luke 17, verses 3 and 4. Take heed to yourselves, if a brother sins against him, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times again, and seven times a day he returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. So here you have Jesus saying, you ha shall forgive him. But it's interesting, he doesn't just say, just forgive them. He actually says there's something else we need to do. That if a brother sins against us, if a brother's done something wrong, then we need to actually go to them. We need to talk to them about it. And I've actually seen it too many times in Christian circles. It's like, oh, we need to be living in, in, in peace. So we need we need unity between us. So because we need unity, I'm not going to confront um, you about something. And, and I've seen it get to the point where 
churches split up over it because people hold on to things for too long and then it just calls something out so hey look if someone has sinned against you or somebody's done something wrong it's actually in the bible words of jesus that you need to go to them that you need to uh, discuss it with them but likewise going back to what we were discussing before that also takes humility because as i said you might have a problem with someone, but it could potentially be you in the wrong. So yes, you need to go to them, but you also need to go to them in humility, aware that, you know, they have their side of the story too. And you need to forgive them. You need to discuss it and forgive them. So you don't hide it. You don't ignore the situation for the sake of unity. You go to them. You discuss it and then you come in unity and hey just as a as a as a warning here i'm talking about healthy joints here and i'm also talking about healthy relationships there's sometimes where there's been a fracture or things are just too too far gone in a relationship that hey it's not safe to go there you know and like if a leg's broken the articular cartilage isn't gonna help it it needs healing it needs wisdom and that so as i say this is for healthy relationships but uh, hey if if you think oh, okay that's not right you should go to that person you should discuss it and um and bring forgiveness in and i want to find a, a, a biblical example of that and i found it in galatians uh, Galatians 2 verse 11, I'm only going to read the first verse, um, but it's, it's, it's Paul. He said, Now when Peter came to Antioch, I withstood him to his faith, because he was to be blamed. You see, what Peter was doing is he used to associate with the Gentiles, no problem. Uh, but when some Jews came along, he seemed just withdrew. He he didn't do, he wasn't practicing as what he was preaching. Now, Paul didn't say, oh gosh, I've got to stay unified with Peter, so we're just going to ignore that and let it slide. No, he confronted him. They sorted it out, they forgave each other, and hey, the church moved on. They kept rowing in the same direction, you know, for the extent and for the um, furtherment of the kingdom of God. So that's it. Forgiveness is the particular cartilage of our connection with each other. That we need to be ready to forgive each other in many ways. And do you know there was something else interesting I found when I was looking at this cartilage? You see, the cartilage doesn't have a very good blood supply. So the way it gets its nutrients is when that pressure comes on, it releases the fluid into the joint, other joint fluid, then it when the pressure comes off, it reabsorbs the joint fluid from in there, and that's how it gets its nutrients. Okay, so therefore, to have a healthy joint, you actually need for there to be some pressure in there. And I actually think with our relationship with another, we do need to have some um, pressure there because it helps develop our friendship, it helps develop our understanding of one another. It helps us to, you know, really find them to be nourished in each other. So, so hey, look, a fruitful, good, positive relationship isn't necessarily a lack of, you know, butting heads or anything like that. Hey, it's about humility, it's about forgiveness and working a way forward, even when there might be times where you don't necessarily agree with them. Yep. So that's the cartilage, forgiveness. So we've looked 
at joint fluids. Part of a joint is the joint fluid and, and I've said that's humility. For our connection to one another that's humility. Helps lubricate everything. Then another part of a joint is the cartilage and I'm saying that's forgiveness. It helps absorb those bumps of um, living life together. And the final part of a joint, and very simplified version of it, there's, there's much more if you really want to get into your veterinary anatomy, um, but is the ligaments. And now what ligaments do is they hold everything in place. They, they hold the joint together. So if you've got strong ligaments, you've got a strong connection with one another. So what does hold us together? What is it that constitutes a church, that, that binds us together? And the other week we had Nick Klinkenberg come and he discussed church planting. And after the, the sermon, the elders had lunch with him and we discussed it even further about where the direction of the church is going regarding this. And he said, well, what constitutes a church? And he had four things that constituted a church. They were word, worship, community, and mission. Now every week we will get round that when we gather together we will worship and then last year we discussed um, worship not just as singing but what are the other ways of worshiping and I think as a church we're we're quite good at worship and there's there's prophecies over this church that we're going to create a new sound of heaven that worship is going to go from this place to other places so whilst at the moment the music team's not strong I think we do worship well even with a not so strong worship team we're doing worship well and there's a prophecy and a promise over this place for worship awesome word well, what are we doing at the moment? We're looking at God's Word. We're learning from God's Word. That's another tick. I think we're doing Word really well. And once again, same prophecy as that worship one, that this is going to be a training center, that people are going to learn the Word and go out from this place. Awesome. So Zion has got, we're doing worship well. We're doing Word well. Community, I think that we're doing that good too. Probably not quite, I think there's, ways to go but I think you know as a community and as, as we've gathered around and as a church has, has had some struggles we've really grown the community of this this place not to say it can't get better but I think we're doing community really well as well um, and the final thing is mission and guys and I'm speaking to myself as well as everyone else here I think that's one place that we really need to focus on that we really need to get better to get our ligaments to get our connection better we need to do mission better than we're doing it and what is our mission well I want to look at the words of Jesus and Mark chapter 16 says this and he said to them Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So our mission is simple. It's to make Jesus Christ known. To, to make the forgiveness that's available in, in Jesus Christ known to people. And that's a hurting world out here. I mean, this COVID thing, it's just thrown people there's so much um, need out there there's never been a better time since I've been alive to go in with the gospel to go into places with the love of Jesus and you know we're actually not doing too badly 
Um, I mean, we've got into schools, we've got counselors going into schools, we've got the Shine program. Um, so as a church, we're doing good, but I think as a community, it's something, and as individuals, we need to embrace mission more. We need to figure out what the purpose is. What is God calling me to, me to do in this mission? What's my role to get us where we're going? Where should I paddle my oar to get it? You know, which other boat should I paddle my oar in order to get us where we're needing to go? So that that's it. I think to get strong ligaments, we need to strengthen the mission. We need to strengthen the outreach that we're doing. And when we're doing that, our connection with each other is going to be so much stronger. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, as I say, it's amazing. You know, one little verse that our connection with each other is like a joint. And when we can look at, see how a joint works, you know, with the joint fluid, with the articular cartilage, with the supporting ligaments, and then just see how that relates to the connection that we have with each other. And I hope, one, you've learned something about um, how a joint works. You've learned something about how we need to be connected to one another. And most of all, you've gone grown closer to God. I'm just gonna quickly pray um, and just thank you so much for listening. Lord, I thank you for everyone out there that's listening. I pray your every blessing upon them. I pray that you would help us to be connected to one another. I help you, pray that you would help strengthen us. I pray that you would help us with our humility and help us to forgive one another where we've wronged one another. Lord, we thank you that you are the reason that we live. We thank you that Jesus Christ is the reason that we gather together. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us strategies to reach the people of this community and strategies to expand our mission lord we thank you i pray your blessing over everyone listening in jesus name amen